One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What a day. It's funny. We, you know, we, had, we talked last week um, to uh, Megan, and it was an unbelievable story about a woman who was bullied by the school system in, in Darien. And I didn't think that could be topped, but I think, I think it is. And in Ansonia, in Connecticut. Unbelievable. This is an unbelievable story. So there's a young man named Roman Moore. And he's, uh, he's got a, a mind for engineering, science, math, okay? So he's not going to Ansonia Middle School. He, having been in public schools there, he's going now to more of a technical, more of a, a technical school that can, you know, help him flourish where he's got interests, um, in um, right down the street essentially. But you know, he still wants to play basketball for the middle school because they live in Ansonia. He knows those kids, you know. Right. right. So he tries out for the team. Tries out for the team. And Sounded like it was a pretty competitive tryout. A few tryouts, <laughs> and he's pretty good. And then now I'll introduce uh, Rodney Moore and Roman Moore. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Hi. Uh, how you doing? We are great, and uh, thanks for joining us both on the Burn Barrel Podcast and WTIC in Hartford. So um, I guess, Roman, so you go to the tryouts. How many days of tryouts was it for basketball? Three. Three and were kids like cut after the first tryout? Some kids didn't come back, and so they were thinning it down. So you make it through uh-huh. day three, and what's the news you get? Uh, that I made it, but I'm not allowed to play. What? But wait a second! You spent three days there proving that you had what it took. Who told you? So who called you and said, "Hey, congratulations! I get good news and bad news. One, you're on the team. Two, you're off the team. Who who gave you that news?" Oh, well, the coach pulled me to the side and told me that I was on the team. But a couple weeks later, my parents told me that the superintendent said that he would not let me play. So and this is a huge part of the story because I'll keep it clean, uh, Rodney, because there's young people here and we're on the radio, too. So but this superintendent, what is his name? Debaco of Sonia? This guy is incredible. So we'll get to the letter in a moment. But you tell me, when? how did you find out, Rodney, that Roman was d- deemed ineligible? 
Oh, well, first, you know, Roman um, came home and told me that he was selected as one of the, you know, one of the few sixth graders that made the team. So he was extremely excited. Of course. Right. Um, and then I received a phone call from the uh, coach the following day, just letting me know, hey, I got some bad news. And I'm like, well, what's going on? You know, he's like, you know, um, they're not going to allow Roman to play. And I was kind of like, confused. I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, and he said, well, the principal believes that, you know, since he doesn't attend the school, he shouldn't be able to play. And I explained, you know, um, how it typically works, right. And, in in, um, mm-hmm. school athletics, as far as a kid ten- attending magnet schools and playing for their hometown, he said he completely understood. Um, but, and he explained that to the principal, but the principal still gave pushback. Um, and then that's when I followed up, you know, that following week with an email or that day, actually, with an email to the principal, um, just kind of explaining the situation and, and didn't understand and wanted to get some clarity as to why he was kind of blocking him. So that's how it all kind of started off. OK, so in what info did you get from the principal? Um, what he did was he responded to my email um, and he pretty much just forwarded me a document from the CIAC guidelines that says, and he kind of highlighted that document where it says that the principal has the right to reject any student um, athlete that doesn't attend the school. And um, so I he initially, felt good about that. Like, like I have the right to reject you and I am like, <laughs> cause it's not yeah. like it says he has to reject anybody. Like, right. Right. It wasn't, it was more of a, a choice, right? Um, it was nothing that kind of pertained to anything that would prevent my son from playing. Right? right. His grades were fine. No behavioral issues like that or anything. Um, and then when what he also mentioned was, you know, there was so many kids that had tried out from the school, um, that were capable of playing and, you know, that should be selected versus somebody that was outside of the school. And um, when I read the the policy that he sent me, I noticed at the top of the policy, it said that it was pertaining to high school boys and girls. (laughs) So, yeah, I was like, well, he's referencing a policy that was written for high school students, but not necessarily for middle school. So I did a little research myself on the CIAC's guidelines and, and their website and I came across a mid-level, um, um, a mid-level athletics guideline that they had written, you know, and I forwarded back to him. You know, I pointed out the document that he had sent me was for high school students. And um, I also included in that attachment the middle school guidelines that the CISC had written. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't hear from him from a while, for a while. <laughs> So, you know, we went we went um, we went about a week before I had heard anything. Now, this was the week prior to um, the Thanksgiving week. So I waited okay. all things all that week prior to the Thanksgiving vacation, you know, and I hadn't heard anything. But I knew the coach had told me that practices were going to start that Monday following the Thanksgiving break. So I followed up with another email um, to the principal to the superintendent, to the athletic director, everyone that Monday that practices were supposed to start mm-hmm. and responded and he just, you know, he doubled down. He just said, well, you know, this is my decision. I stand by it. Sorry, your son can't participate. Maybe we'll revisit this next year. And I was just like, wow, like no explanation, no policy, no nothing to support his decision. Right. Yeah. 
And it's so incredible because, so somebody's raising this in the chat too, your tax dollars go to pay for those public schools too, just the same as everybody else who lives in the town. Like you're still a member of the community. I assume, I don't know for, I don't know exactly how it works in that town or in Connecticut, but I mean, I don't know that the school, they're getting funding as though your kid is going there and and you're not allowed to participate in the activities like everybody else is, even though you live there and pay taxes the same as everybody else does. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's it, it was important for me to fully understand, you know, in situations like this, what the CIAC had to say about it. Yeah. And it mentioned that they don't oversee middle school sports, mm-hmm. but they did mention that because they do oversee high school, they asked them to. Um, the state has asked them to provide a recommendation or a guideline for middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and in guidelines, it says that he ha- he's eligible to play for his hometown right. when his school that he attends, which is a magnet school, doesn't have a team. He's to go back and play for his hometown. Yeah. And, um, and even students that are, are homeschooled, right? They have a right to participate in the athletic programs mm-hmm. or any um, curricular activities, even if they're homeschooled if they live in the city of Ansonia. So I just didn't, I couldn't understand it. I, I really just didn't understand it. And um, as we kind of moved forward throughout the week that the practices have started, you know, I was reaching out to the superintendent's office. I even went down to the office and they refused to allow me to come into the building. And that, <laughs> that created me more, <laughs> you know. So talk about feeling almost- unappreciated as a taxpayer. So by the I way, as, as Alan said in, in that mm-hmm. commenter said, so you are already paying taxes. You're paying for Roman to have all the schooling he wants. They're getting, you know, your money without having to give any product to him. You know, he doesn't. They don't have to worry about him, the books and transportation. But tell me something, uh, Roman. How how are you feeling now as you're not playing and you know that the other kids are practicing? Uh, I feel frustrated. Um, I'm I made the team, but yeah. now to play with my friends, so it's just. Really frustrating. And Rodney, let me ask you, like as a dad, I can't imagine. I mean, you've been so, at least what I've seen publicly, so calm and collected. I can't imagine. It's it's so patently unfair. He tried out. They had him go. They had him travel there to the school to try out. If they were going to say, you know what, he's ineligible, then at the beginning it would have been BS, but they could have said, okay, don't bother. You're not doing this. But they have him try out. He commits as a dad. You've got to be proud as heck. I don't know if you were an athlete before, but you've got to be thrilled that he makes it with older kids. Yeah, I mean, I was. I was extremely excited. I saw like when he came home after those tryouts, how sore he was, how exhausted he yeah. was, and he still came home. He did his homework. He got everything situated, you know, as expected. And he woke up the next day and he went back and he did it again, you know. So of course, I was extremely excited for him, but even more disappointed. In a, in, a, in a system that is supposed yeah. to educate these kids and, and model for these kids what it means to really work hard for something and earn something. Yeah, because... So I, they took it away. Yeah, because it's as a dad, you can't really teach a lesson to him about this because he did everything right and he's getting, pardon my expression, screwed here. for Because some guys got some kind of personal beef with people who don't go to the school. Actually, when you read that response, the one that was in one of the articles, at least, that I saw, it was like, we'll welcome you back to our school district at any time with open art. And oh, it just made so, it sound like such a So let's a get there, stick-in. Rodney. When does the superintendent come into this play? 
Um, so the superintendent eventually responds um, on Friday, this past Friday. And that's the letter that's out there, right? That's yep, that's the letter that came out. Okay, I want to read this letter because this is beautiful. This is beautiful. This is um, DeBacco, the superintendent. Uh, superintendent. I understand you do not believe the administrator has the authority to make. Oh, now that of course it's skip. It's good. I understand you do not do not believe the administrator has the authority to make this decision. The administrator does have the ability, and I stand by his decision to advocate for all students. As a superintendent, I find it disheartening when talented students such as your son make the choice to attend a magnet school. I am not happy when students choose schools outside of Ansonia. However, school choice is a family decision. I have no choice but to accept and respect your decision. I know you are not happy with our I don't stance. want to accept yep. and respect your decision, but I have no I, choice. But I but hope you can accept that? and respect our decision. Lastly, I do hope to see your son return to Ansonio Public Schools where he will be accepted with open arms. This idea, I find it disheartening when talented students such as yours make the choice to attend a banking school. And I am not happy when students choose schools outside of Ansonia. Is this is this uh, you know um, John Gotti or is this a school superintendent? No, I mean before you read the letter, you're like, oh well, maybe like some I don't know. But then you read that and you think like this is just purely they just are punishing you and your family and your kid yes. because you dared to not go to their school. Yes, it's exacting revenge because you've offended him. You've made you've made him displeased, and this is what happens. And it's kind of an extortion. You know, get the kid back in school. But you know, so, so before you, resp- first of all, as a guy, as a, I can't believe you're you're such so good tempered. I I I would be my wife would be. <laughs> I can't even tell you that kind of attitude towards a taxpayer, towards somebody who's got a a good kid, a kid who, by the way, if you're in Sonia Middle School, you want him hanging around. He's a good influence. He's got a. Yeah. He's not only is he a baller, but he's a, he's a thinker. You yeah. want, and he's a winner. Well, this let is, me just ask you this. At this point now, after getting this letter, how likely are you to consider ever sending your kid back to those public schools? Oof. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I have huge reservations because, you know, like you said, after reading that email, it's almost like a slap in the face, right? Mm-hmm. How dare I, you know, or how dare my son choose, you know, um, a better situation for his education. Um, how dare he do that in the city of Ansonia? And because you're doing that, well, you're not going to get to participate in our athletic program. And I'm just like, how do you explain that to a kid? Right. So like, I, it, I didn't even tell Roman right away. I had to tell him once the week started when practices. Um, and yeah, cause he question, well, why am I not going to practice? So I had to sit down with him and he couldn't understand it. So for me as a father, of course, it's frustrating. It's, it's extremely frustrating. I mean, I had to really sit with my feelings a little bit before I responded or figured out what I was going to do because I just knew how I responded. Um, I have to model the most appropriate response for my son. Right. I, you know, I, I have to be as professional, as respectful as I possibly can, but also advocate on his behalf which is what led to us writing that petition online. So, you know, it, it, it's just, it's surprising. Like I said earlier, that people that call themselves educators or, you know, leaders of educators, um, this is 
this is the the steps that you're taking. Um, this is the point that you're making to an 11 year old boy um, that despite how hard he worked, despite earning something, we have the ability to take it away from you. And we are going to exercise that ability to take it away from you. It's it's so unfair. And it's funny because it's really totally unsportsmanlike what they're doing. <laughs> Is it yeah. like no? It's dishonorable. You know, men wouldn't do this. You know, I mean, this is ridiculous. By the way, do you know the story about the Ansonia superintendent last year? So the this is uh, your friend, uh, the the Ansonia superintendent returned to week. This is from last year after missing the first few months of the school year. Now Debaco is getting back up to speed on missed meetings and slowly reacclimating to the work environment. He said he missed. He had a health problem. His return comes with caveats. He can't work a full eight hours a day and has to return home so a nurse can repack his wound with gauze every day. But Tobacco said he needed to come back to work, explaining his dedication to the job compelled him to do so. So he went under surgery last year, and so he had all this stuff. So the school made a deal with him that he could have all this special treatment and that they mm -hmm. would consider him an exception. Now, you'd mm -hmm. think that maybe he'd pay it forward, considering he's making two hundred grand a year. And he's got this uh, special sweet deal with the school district. But when it comes to your son, he's a big hardliner. No, you're either in or out. Mm -hmm. it, no. And I yeah, sorry, find it, right? Because what I've learned after all of this has unraveled, we've, you know, so many people have come to us, you know, um, former athletes, mm. uh, people that, that, that work in the school system and, this sort of response is surprising to them because Ansonia has a history of recruiting students that don't go to Ansonia public schools to play sports. Remarkable. It's football. So why is it my son who's being targeted? What is it about him that makes them draw that line? Right? Why did it work for them in the past, in the past years in all other athletic sports, but this year for some reason, He's not able to participate. It's just not a. It's not a. Um, it's not fair. It's 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 extremely extremely frustrating. It because is because this, this was a standard practice. If this was their standard practice, I would have no argument. I could say to my son, "Listen, right. this is how they've done things like in this town. Unfortunately, this is how they've always done things." But that's not the case. It's incredible, and you know what else is that. Your son is, he's into math and he's into sports. Like this is a model. This should be a story. If, if you're the school, you use this as the model. Yes, this is the kind of kid we have doing sports on our team. This kid's also a math guy. He, he's an engineering kid in the future, possibly. My, mm -hmm. my, my wife is a big math geek, so she's all into this <laughs> stuff. So if math people are geeks, I don't even know. Well, not basketball players, I guess. But, um, but so like this should be, a positive story in anybody in local municipal government would say, Hey, wait a second. We want this. We want this guy in the school. This is a good story. Mm -hmm. Not everybody, not every youth, you know, kids are having a lot of trouble these days with scholastics, with mental health. There's all sorts of things that can go wrong. It's just tough being a kid these days. And you've got a, a kid who's on the right track. You're a lovely family. Your whole family's like, they're a beautiful family. They all seem to be doing the right thing. And like, I, I will be shocked if somebody doesn't put the pressure on this. This, and I'm sorry, I consider the superintendent a punk. If well, superintendents are employees of the school committee, basically, who are elected by the taxpayer. So, I mean, like that's pro 
that's what I would say if it were me and Tom was right. I get mad about stuff and like go after my town government because I get upset about these things because it, it's so unfair sometimes what they do. And like that would be my next thing would be to go to the school committee and say like you're in charge of this guy's contract of hiring him. Like, how is this fair? Explain to me what what you're going to do to to make this make sense for me. What's happening right yeah. now? And, and how is your wife? How is Christina taking this? So the same as I am. Hmm. You know, we're all very frustrated. I'm not on social media. She is. So hmm. she sees a lot of the comments, a lot of the and I will have to say based off of what she tells me, you know, frequently throughout the day, there's a lot of community support for moment. There's oh. a lot, a, a lot of support. And um, of course we have a couple, you know, a few people that are like, okay, well, he didn't get it, you know, no big deal. You know, it's not that big of a deal, you know, um, or some people that feel like, you know, okay, he doesn't go to the school, so he shouldn't play. But majority, I would say, um, are a lot of supporters. And it's frustrating, I know, from, from my wife because she has to see those comments. Yes, right? yes. Those negative, they, they could be a thousand great comments, but when there's like two or three, those things stick out the most. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you want to respond and you want to, she wants to defend her son, you know, but we also know that we have a bigger, we're, we're, we're trying to achieve a bigger goal. Um, you know, the new, um, the athletic director at New Haven Public Schools, he has offered Roman a position to be able to play for New Haven, even right. though he doesn't, you know. Um, that's a class move by him. That's but, great. It is. It's, it's awesome, right? Because um, he didn't have to do that. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, my son wants to play with his friends. Right. These are kids that have grown up with for the past couple of years. He still sees them every single day when he goes to the Boys and Girls Club. Right. So imagine how that feels. You go to the Boys and Girls Club, knowing that some of your 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 teammates that you made the basketball team with, they're practicing and then they come on over. And now you guys have to play with each other, but you're not able to experience what they're experiencing, despite how much you've earned that. So it's tough. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I get he's like that. I really just want to play with Sonia so I can play with my friends. Right. And probably you know? especially because he's going to a different school than some of those kids now. So like we went through a little bit of that because we homeschooled a couple years during the pandemic. And it was like you definitely want your kids to still be in sports and to see their friends and everything else because otherwise you you worry that you're being left behind, you know. And so anything that you can do to keep your kid included is so, so important, you know. And you would think the schools after the last couple of years would recognize how important those connections are. Right, right. So, Roman, what? when did you get interested in math? I was, I ran away from math. <laughs> uh, since kindergarten. Really? Yes. Do you find a lot of other kids uh, on, who are great at basketball are also good at math? <laughs> this is it's 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 very unusual. So what what is your favorite uh, kind of math? And I don't and I'm I got like a, I don't do they still have the SATs? I got like a three hundred in the math SATs. It's, <laughs> I can I can barely do it a, a, a rith, addition. So what is your favorite kind of uh, math? Algebra. That's incredible, <laughs> algebra. I get I'm. Anxious just thinking about algebra. That was when I went south. That was it for me, algebra. Um, and would you want to? I mean, obviously you're going to kind of an engineering program right now. If if you don't get called up to the NBA, what else would you want to do with your life? You think? Um, I probably if I don't go to NBA, I probably would want to play overseas. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to play overseas. And with a fallback, and with an engineering degree as a fallback, goodness, some people are uh, all set for life. Is this your room we're in right now, Roman? Yes. And is that was that LeBron up behind you? Kobe. Oh, Kobe. Okay, and I see Jordan over there, right? I can't, I can't yeah. see it all that well. And who's next to Jordan? Is he with... Who's in the white next to Jordan? Or is that Jordan in the white? Kobe. Kobe, I see. But there's another. There's a, the it's Chicago Jordan. Bulls. It's Jordan and Kobe at the All-Star. Oh, it is. Oh, it's, you're, oh, it's Jordan and Kobe. Okay. Okay. So we're actually in Boston. And so I'm looking. What part of the wall is Larry Bird on around here? We're not. <laughs> we Laker fans over here. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You know what? Uh, Boston Celtics. We'll go to a game, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, since the Celtics have been, uh, you know, crushed into nothing pretty much, with <laughs> one one exception in, in the last thirty five years, it's uh, it's good times for everybody else. Well, uh, you know what? So, Will, what's your next move? Um, well, we plan on continuing um, to ask people to sign a petition to get as many mm-hmm. signatures as we possibly can. We we still are going to attend the board meeting that's coming up next week to continue to advocate for Roman and to get some clarity and ask the board to overturn that decision. Yes, because yes. I like like we've discussed, it's not there's no basis for it. There's no policy. There's no nothing. So because that doesn't exist, it's not fair to my son that he he spent no. those three days of his time yeah. giving all in his body to those tryouts and he was selected. And he cannot play. That's that's just unacceptable. Absolutely, Roman. You made the team. You're on the team. It's just some punk, and you're not. That's my words, not yours. Is um, you know, is insecure or something, and is is doing this thing. When is the school board meeting? Next Wednesday, um, at six thirty. Next Wednesday, six thirty in Ansonia. Is it at yep. the middle school? Or no, no, it'll be at City Hall or something. I believe it's going to actually be at the high school, but I have to double check because I've gotten several different you know, uh, locations. Uh, Either way, we'll find out. I think that this is, are you in town that day, Tom? Next Wednesday? I don't know. I might be, I might be in Avon. I I might be down the street. If I am, maybe I can come. Feel free. I I get the feeling it's going to be well attended. Needless to say, you know, people should, people should come. They should come and support him. Come with signs and say, let Roman play, you know, whatever is going to get the message across to the board that this is just, this is just not acceptable. It's not acceptable. And if you're going to do this for one 11-year-old kids, then make sure you do it for across the board for high school kids Abs- and everyone. You don't even, people don't even have to be a, a basketball fan or an algebra fan. This is about right and wrong. That's it. The kid did the right thing. He went. He rolled the dice. He stuck himself out there by, by going to, the, to, to tryouts, you know, and persevered and did the right thing and made the team. And somebody else's shortcomings are getting in the way. So let me just tell you, um, Rodney Moore, thank you so much. Roman, thank you so much. We will stay on this. If I am, if I am in the area, I will. Uh, I'll uh, see if I can go to that meeting. I will be bringing a Larry Bird poster for that spot right there behind Rodney, right there, <laughs> so we can balance it out. That is an extremely one-sided uh, room you've got there. But man, you're an inspiration, Roman. Thanks for uh, joining us, Rodney. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for the platform. We we appreciate the um, the attention to, to what's going on with Roman. And um, we hope that your listeners hear him and, and, and support him. And um, again, thank you. Thank you. Take care. We appreciate it. Bye. Later. Well, um, they were great. They're so great. Were they not great? I mean, this this is this is this is an ideal 
This this family should be the family that's in the brochure for America. Mm-hmm. They're intelligent. They carry themselves well. They're all. Uh, it's a good-looking family. They, Roman is a is an, an algebra guy who, if he doesn't make the NBA or overseas basketball, has a fallback. Will probably have the fallback of an engineering degree. And this is this is a an American story right now that's been derailed. That should be a good American story. Right. Exactly. It's just personalities. I find it disheartening when talented students such as your son make the choice no, to attend just, a magnet just, school. They just hate that that people have options of where to send their kids for school and they're taking it out on a kid who did absolutely nothing wrong. And the fact that they waited until after the tryouts to have a problem with it when I mean like what, were you are you gonna wait till halfway through the season and then decide that you're gonna exercise your uh, right to not let him play it's so it's such just an incredible overreach by the school officials into everybody else's this podcast is brought to you by eHarmony the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you how are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Business, like when you're a taxpayer, same as everybody else, you're allowed to play on the sports team, same as everybody else. It's just that the school has the right to stop you if they feel like it. Somebody's yeah. given these little wannabe dictators the power over you to do this to you. Yeah. And and they're mad. They're mad, frankly, that like that a family has chosen to give these little bureaucrats less power over them by choosing a different school. Yeah. Like they it's, sense their power slipping away, so it, they're just sticking it where they can. I hate I, school bureaucrats. I yeah. like I it, But uh, you know what else? I think this this transcends ideology transcends parties mm -hmm. you invited the kid to try out he went there for three days he made the team they told him he made the team you don't yank it away from him after that right that is so damn dishonorable i don't even know what to like say it's so damn dishonorable and it, and rodney was right it, 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 there's no lesson there there's no lesson right other than this is just unfair because some jerk it's such a bullying job, man. That superintendent, I'm going to see if I can get him on the air. I assume that he'll be nowhere near it. <laughs> but I'm telling you, man, I want to talk to this guy because that is a punk move by a big bully. The person who could write that email to a family and think that somehow, I mean, he's mad that they're not going to his school district. I would never send my kid to those public schools. No. After getting that email. Never in a million years. And the school board should, like, I don't know what they can do, like, censure him or something or give him some kind of, but he should have, face some kind of disciplinary action or something just for writing that because it is so unprofessional and so rude the way that email was written.
Yeah. Absolutely unacceptable. And if I were a school board member in that town, I would rip him one. I just they, like <laughs> I I cannot. It's I mean, can you imagine the superintendent of schools acting like that? No, it, no. He's it's, probably a doctor of something too. Alice, he, it's, he, it's thuggish. It's absolutely thuggish. So ridiculous. So ridiculous. I. <sighs> All right. It's okay. So, anything else you want to get to? Well, you we, should, we probably should. What else? I mean, I forgot what we've talked about versus what <laughs> else know. we've talked about. I know it's been a crazy day. I had to go to real work today, guys, in the office. So. Um, that was fun. We had a little office Christmas party with the big bosses who were in town for the day. Oh, good news. Um, There's some good Connecticut yeah? news, Elsa. I think okay. um, they've restored at least the Jewish holidays to Farmington. The, you know, the Board of Ed decided to whack those. <laughs> and but not Diwali or Christmas yet? No, Diwali is not get, does not get back there. And yeah, mm-hmm. and they're still descendering anything. But it just shows you, it just shows you that these small skirmishes can be won. And remember, this is sometimes, especially in a place so blue, you know, in the Revolutionary War, it was the small things that Washington had to win. First, they had to prove they could win something, you know, Mm -hmm. and then they started rolling eventually, you know, after some some punishing essential losses. But I mean, this is this is how you have to do it. So and Diwali's going to be next. And the great thing is that these the the Jewish advocates that were there for the Jewish school are pledging to help the Diwali people the yeah. uh, the hindus as well and it's like what a great um coalition of people concerned citizens and you don't know you don't know the political affiliation of any of them and wouldn't that be nice if we had a little period of that you know right where people could be arm in arm and a lot of this school stuff uh does transcend partisan politics a lot of it has nothing to do with policy partisan politics a lot of how your town is run has nothing to do with partisan politics not to like go back to the same well of my conversation with John Featherston the other day. But it's like really true what he was talking about is he's an outspoken Republican, but he is has been on like every board his town has practically because there's, you know, you really can. These things are are not related to your political party. They're just not. And it's the Democrats who are really trying to make them about national political issues mm-hmm. in a way that's totally toxic to the actual running of a school system, right? They're trying to push an agenda into it in a way that ruins things for everyone. And so it's not at some point about like right versus left, but it's about like get on your school board or get on your board of selectmen or get on your city council just to be a competent, sane voice of reason in the room who wants to be fair and who wants to run a competent government that knows where your money is going and doesn't favor certain people over others and doesn't hire people like this idiot superintendent who does things like this, right? Like that's who hires the superintendent is the school board. So they're ultimately at fault. That's, and, the, and they answer to the voters and they should answer to the voters for that. Like if they don't stand up and tell the superintendent to get his butt in line, they should all have a challenger next year. That's how I feel. And and really, like it these things matter a lot. And they matter for reasons that go beyond COVID policies, although that matters, but they matter for reasons that go beyond COVID policies. They matter for reasons that go beyond, you know, national tr- Donald Trump and national political stuff, which like, I mean, sure, the the Biden economy and the prices affect me a lot, but like a lot of the things Biden does day to day don't really do anything to me day to day but your school committee can oh, really yeah. screw with your day to day quite a bit they really can and by the way uh, shout out to christina moore who is the mom mm-hmm. roman's mother she is kind of tearing it up on social media 
mm-hmm. she is uh, she is aggressive, and that's great. That's great because it it just helps, and it's getting people engaged. And I saw that she messaged you saying that she was couldn't join because she was busy keeping the other kids out of the room. <laughs> we know exactly what yes, that, that what that's our, like. That so it's a story life. of our lives, so we completely relate to that, Christina. Believe me. Uh, Mark points out uh, municipal elected officers are generally nonpartisan. Yes, they generally don't, you know, have the letter next to their name. But a lot of times, especially while we see it in Massachusetts a lot, the Democratic Party has really decided that the municipal offices are the stepping stones to higher office, which in a lot of cases that they they are. And so they groom their candidates this way where they run them for school boards and uh, boards of selectmen and all this stuff and spend a bunch of money to get them elected. And and. These are candidates who don't care a fig about local issues. They just care about building a resume to run for the next thing so that they can eventually be something important. Yeah. Right. And in this state, especially if you're a Democrat, you can just sort of climb that ladder and you end up with like Catherine Clark as the minority whip in Congress right now. So you know, she started off on the Melrose School Board. When we lived there, she was the state rep and then the state senator and then the congresswoman. And now she's like the most powerful woman in the whole country. So yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, by the way, so um, uh, Roman's mother is Christina Moore. It's mm-hmm. C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A Moore. And I, I, you you can see her on Facebook and you can see all the coverage that they're getting. And the hashtag Let Roman Play as well. <clears throat> um, just just let her know that you support, uh, support them. This is a kid doing the right thing and being punished for it by bureaucrats who are selfish and, and should not be in those positions whatsoever. Should we do the chat chat? Is or that the, it? Sorry. I'm not sure. It's up to you. We don't have to. Well, I don't. I have no idea how much time has passed whatsoever. <laughs> I just, I'm looking at what I have for stories are almost all crime stories. Okay. Um, I had a couple things that oh, I wanted to get to that I thought were interesting. Okay, let's do it. So uh, this is thing one. If you could scroll up to the last um, KJP video from yesterday, mm-hmm. that's just above um, what James Woods and get ready with that, because there were like a few different stories that I saw um, in the news that kind of all made me that led me in a certain direction. So this was interesting. So basically, a bunch of people came out with a paper. Um, some of the names are familiar. Vinay Prasad, Tracy Beth Hogue, like a bunch of people who've been doing some kind of critical analysis of um, the COVID shots and and how effective they are and all this stuff. Uh, generally, they are like pretty mainstream sciencey people who think the boosters are good for older adults and at-risk people, but have questioned whether young people really need them. So they did a big um, sort of meta study where they looked at COVID-19 vaccine boosters for young adults, a risk-benefit analysis a risk-benefit assessment and ethical analysis of mandate policies at universities. And basically what they found is that for young adults, severe adverse events um, outweigh COVID hospitalizations averted and booster mandates are unethical because they cause a net clinical harm among 18 to 29-year-olds. Oh, my God. So this is like what people have been saying that has been getting mm-hmm. people banned. So this is like myocarditis kind of stuff? Yeah, basically. So they just they oh took God, a bunch a of the scandal. different studies and kind of said, and I mean, they're, this is not going to, 
you know, it's not going to change the minds of the people at the CDC and the people at ACAP and all these places. And it might not change the minds of the the YouTube, uh, the YouTube censors that are going to censor our video and get us kicked off for two weeks because I'm saying this on here. But, you know, we have Rumble and this is too important. I'm ready to go when you are on this audio. Okay. Um, And it also... You know, it's not just, you know, this particular paper was about trying to see if, like, the university mandates were ethical. But what other group of people that's 18 to 29 and is not at risk of COVID has been mandated to get the boosters? The military has. And it's been a huge problem. A bunch of people have been discharged or, you know, have chosen not to join because of these policies. And and it's really like, I mean, the the costs outweigh the benefits for people that age they just do i mean like I, they're not at risk of covid this isn't the point so mm-hmm. anyway so mccarthy supposedly had made this deal with biden that they were going to get rid of the uh, military vaccine mandate for covid and then uh biden apparently like reneged on it and set decided no after talking to lloyd austin so christine jean pierre was asked about this yesterday so leader mccarthy Raise eliminating the requirement that service members be vaccinated against uh, COVID-19. So clearly they had a conversation, as you asked me about talking to members. Uh, The president told him that he would consider it, uh, but also made clear that he wanted to consult with the Pentagon. And uh, since then, as we've all heard, the Secretary of Defense has recommended retaining uh, the mandate. That's because the COVID vaccination requirement was put in place uh, to keep our service members safe and healthy and prepared for service. And I would remind, um, you know, I remind all of you that the Pentagon has a range of vaccines uh, it has long required. So this is nothing new. Uh, Again, uh, this is, you know, there's history here. There's precedent. Yeah, they have a long history of vaccines for stuff that can hurt you. Right. And for vaccines that don't the vaccines make your prevent heart you from stop. getting it, too. <laughs> <laughs> make your heart stop. Right. Yeah, it's a very so, great point. Um, yeah, but I mean, this has been a problem in particular for young men. In particular, the boosters are even worse than the original shot. And like why you would want to vaccinate your military unless you are committed to weakening our military and making an ideological purge in the military to make sure that no right-wing people are left in your armed forces. I mean, like, I hate to be a conspiracy theorist, but that's sure what it seems like to me. It seems like they're trying to weaken the armed forces and make us less safe and make sure that the military is all uh, left-wing people now. So basically... And then I also happen to see that also fits in with this this military.com news story from yesterday. Navy to accept recruits with lowest test scores as recruiting <laughs> goal grows. The Navy unveiled new guidelines Monday that allow the service to enlist thousands of sailors with entrance test scores that fall into the lowest aptitude percentile allowed by military standards as it faces a higher recruiting goal, according to a notice from Navy Recruiting Command. Uh, under the program, the service can recruit and contract uh, sailors who fall under what the Are military we have calls a really stupid category for recruits or high school diploma holding applicants who score in the 10th and 30th between the 10th and 30th percentile of the Armed Forces Qualification Test or AFQT. Up to 20% of this year's active duty enlisted pool could fall into the lowest allowable aptitude percentile. That's great. That's so, great. We're taking the dumbest people. We're recruiting by like asking you what's your sign. Like it's 
they're destroying. You're allowed to be fat. They're destroying the armed to be fat forces and have a it's nose all ring fat, like and, non-binary uh, and lesbians yes. and stuff, and like yeah. and who score low on aptitude tests. But if you want, if you don't want to get a COVID vaccine, then you're out of luck. Like we don't Is want the you South in the military. China Sea water or land? I think water. Right. So you'd want to have a navy. Right. I would think that that would be. Some people might think that. I don't know. But I just like, I can't shake the feeling we're going to lose a big war in our lifetime. I, I have no faith. Like, we need, I, national defense is one of those things that, like, it's one of the few things that we really need the federal government to do because I can't buy my own, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, we have to all go in on it together because, like, it's everybody's national defense. Unfortunately, Zed ran the aircraft carrier ground. <laughs> Great. That's great. So I don't know. That's upsetting to me. And in other news of other things that are going really well for liberals, I saw a great thread on um, somebody getting a Ford Lightning EV. That's the truck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, paying way over sticker this price. This is the one that Biden test drove mm-hmm. around the track. Yeah. Okay, so this person, this is actually uh, Neville the Cat, who was banned after he tweeted about Taylor Lawrence. Remember him? Fear the floof? Of course. Um. So he's back. He says, a buddy of mine bought a Ford Lightning EV this summer and paid way over sticker for it. I just watched a YouTube video about it and called him to verify if it was true. To say that he has regrets is a monumental understatement. He's angry and feels scammed. He's trying to sell it, but looking at a massive loss for what he's being offered. The the range he was quoted was a complete lie, and he can't use it to go to work. It does not have the range to drive to work and then drive home. Keep in mind, he bought the truck knowing the range would drop like a stone if he was towing anything or had any load in the bed. He has nothing in it or in the truck, just him and his lunch. Well, the temperature dropped here, and now he's realized his range has dropped in half. Cold weather will cause an EV to lose range, but with the weight and energy draw of the Ford Lightning, it's dropped in half of what he was getting. Not of what he was advertised, but of the real range. He paid almost $90,000 for a fully loaded 2022 Ford Lightning F-150 crew cab and has to run 100 yeah, a one ten, sorry, a one ten extension cord down the hall, out the window to his truck, just to make it home. Oof. So, not as advertised. And then with them advertising rolling brownouts this winter too. Everybody in Massachusetts just starting to get their electric bills with the new winter rates. Yeah. and I've heard bad things. I'm scared to yeah, look at it online. Electric, Connecticut energy bills are supposed to go up one hundred percent. I'm scared to look at ours. <laughs> All right, don't even, don't, don't, I'm scared don't. to look. Um, yeah. So I the just it's hard to believe it's all a question of incompetence. At some point you have to think these people are actually trying to screw up the country because I mean they they know that this isn't feasible. They know the technology's not here for this stuff, and yet they want to ban your car and make it too expensive for you to heat your home. Like that, this is what they want. This is the future that they ordered, that they told you they were going to give you, and people voted for it, and now they're doing it. And I just like, I, I mean, I guess people got what they vote for. Unfortunately, we all get it too, who didn't vote for it, and it makes me sad. But anyway, I guess you can go to the chat chat now. But that's you mean the I Chelsea Fire today. Wicked Hot? The Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. Hot hotline. Brought to us by Chelsea chat. Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. I whacked out a whole bunch about. She's pretty much a bottle today. I now have a problem. Um, <laughs> I had it this morning with uh, eggs and bacon. It was gorgeous. I had it. You know what I've been putting it on? 
I've been cooking spinach. This is all Awaken 180 compliant stuff. So I put it on spinach. Mm. And now I add spinach, a whole bunch of hot sauce, and um, the um, Caesar dressing that we're allowed to have as well that kind of levels out the, the heat so my, mm-hmm. my tongue isn't burning while I'm on the air. It's awesome. It's delicious. This is the best hot sauce there is. I love it. I um, I can't wait till uh, more arrives. Uh, you can get it at Whole Foods in Mass, Connecticut, Rhode Island, and Florida. Market Basket in Mass, New Hampshire, and Maine. Big Y in Mass in Connecticut. 5% of all sales proceeds go to the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation, www.firehero.org, helping families and coworkers of fallen fire- firefighters. And the stuff is just great. I'm a hot sauce guy. I have proven myself. I, and I'm not like going to try to be Mr. Tough Guy Hot Sauce, but I was. people who were listening will remember in 1993, when I used to fill the top of my pizza, fill mm-hmm. it with every inch with crushed red pepper. And so I've been working on this a while. I assume that when I die in a year or whatever, that they will probably find that I have, with chilies <laughs> and whatever, I have probably damaged every organ in my body. But um, but it was worth it. And this hot sauce is such great hot sauce. Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Go out and get it. You can get it online, too, at the uh, store there. And, uh, you know, what do I say? Sometimes I say, you know what I told you? Sometimes I think I should just shut up after 10 seconds. <laughs> it's just awesome, okay? And and I love it. And then now we're going to do the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. No, the Chelsea I, Fire Wicked Hotline chat chat? It's exactly right, Alice. <sighs> Ooh. I like it. Is this for us to use on our show? I don't know what it is. Prior to tonight's film, in lieu of previews, we're going to have a mass shooting. I told you, <laughs> kids. <laughs> is that Steve Merrick? I don't think so. No? Uh, that's Dr. Cheswick. Oh, never mind then. That is absolutely fantastic. Obviously, Where is that Steve was, from Merrimack? And I don't know. Danny Steve, and Bill I have a question, a KMS question Hold for on you one momentarily. Second. I remember my middle child waking up with nightmares over concern around climate change. I've had my family at a movie theater when, when the movie stopped, my children immediately <laughs> felt there must be a shooter. I remember. <laughs> That was Catherine Clark. That's inspiration. Mm-hmm. Excellent message, Dr. Cheswick. Did you have something you mm-hmm. wanted to say, Alice? Somebody in the chat said that that's actually the music like from the movie theater drive-in that the drinks and the popcorn dance to. Oh, is it? So I thought that was, um, let's all go to the lobby. But I guess you're probably right. Mm-hmm. Uh... Hey, guys. Mike and Groveland. Hey, Mike. I uh, just wanted to discuss. Uh... had a big argument today in Groveland with my kids. Uh, they said, um, was that was that Groveland High School as we were driving by where the police station is? And I said, uh, no, if there's a school there, then it's got to be maybe a middle school, but which is, that's not the middle school. No, middle the middle school and high school are all together with us, yes. Middle school's on uh, pub, uh, pub 87, what's the pub? No, the middle school is with our high school. No, Groveland? middle school in Groveland is Bengali, isn't it? No? No. Okay, the middle, okay, anyway, anyway, so... And my son insisted. Why are you scoffing? At me? <laughs> my son insisted that um, I said, "Yeah, Pentucket is the school, and Pentucket consists of West Newbury and Merrimack and Groveland." And he insisted that Pentucket was also in the school. And I said, "No, Pentucket is not a town." 
He said, yes, it is. And I said, no, it's not. It's not a town. He insisted. In fact, it's a it was, regional school district. Yes, and it's an Indian territory. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, a la, uh, what's her name? Hannah. Who's the lady with the axe in, Grove, in Haverhill? It'll be Haverhill. Um, it'll come to me. I can't think of it right now. Doesn't matter. Say something about those two exuberant individuals that were discussing the danger of a social media yes. platform that you can turn off and leave at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, Just before you get there, you know what? Let me add some color, Alice, as it were. Mm-hmm. This is what they're talking about. Here's the two exuberant uh, individuals that are in question here. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, no. it's I can't play it. Okay. Why don't you just go ahead? <laughs> but hold on. I may have okay. something here that they can play. Because I think I hear a kid calling me, but I want oh, yeah. to get through it's, to the you know end what he of wants the you show. To do. Yeah, I know. Okay. Okay. Talk about getting your priorities straight. Do these two realize that Cody has not had his student debt paid off yet? <laughs> I think we really all need to put a stocking up for Cody. Let's get this. I know. Student Let's get it together. Can you imagine? Poor Cody. That's right. <laughs> They're just talking about, yeah. Those the Supreme the... Court's going to nip that in the butt. I'm sorry, Cody. Why is Cody going to have to? Now he's going to have to go get a job? No, the people who pay for his college, they get the crappy jobs. Man. Hey, Tom and Alice. Hey. Uh, just want you to know I'm making this call under duress, but it is being made per the Yacht Bunny's orders. I Ooh. guess if you want more callers, <laughs> you need to create unique content. Think of it like this. Content equals comments. <clears throat> if you replay the Jerry Callahan show as you as you did today, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that folks are going to call in. I'm a loyal mm. listener to you, Jerry and Kirk, and too often there's overlap, <clears throat> which turns all three podcasts into background noise. So true. I'll stop there for now, and I hope this measures up to Admiral Alice's standards. As always, <laughs> thanks for all the effort you put into the show, even when you just repeat Jerry's. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't repeat Jerry's show. That was my producer over there who brought, who brought that to the table. Well, to be and honest. Great call. Great call. By the way, I have repeated Jerry's show before and got plenty of chat chat calls. Mm-hmm. So, But um, I didn't repeat his show. I just actually liked some of the audio he found that I didn't find. I have my own as well. And I don't think Jerry's going to have uh, Roman and Rodney more on tomorrow. I think that's mm-hmm. fair to say. So true, honey. So but he true. may talk about it. But excellent counsel. I appreciate that. Not really, actually. Hello, everyone. Tom Shattuck here. Hi. You may know me as the award-winning radio host of WTIC in Hartford. So Others true. are more familiar with me as the step-on husband half Correct. of the popular Burn Barrel podcast. Correct. I'm excited to tell you about the world's best hot sauce. <laughs> that would be Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. That's right, Phil. I've been putting Chelsea Fire Hot Sauce... On everything. (laughs) Meats, vegetables, cold cereal, ice cream, and even on Pepper's Alpo. (laughs) Chelsea Fire is the king of hot sauces. When it absolutely, positively has to be the very best wicked hot sauce, make it Chelsea Fire. Here, here. It's the best a man can get. (laughs) But I like it too. Thanks, Alice. (laughs) Would you please try some? It's great. Lunchtime, snack time, anytime. You Thanks know, for listening. That now that is a spot. That is exactly That's how so well it's done. done. So well done. Absolutely. So professional. 
Hold on. Here we go. We want anything else? Uh-huh. Hold on. I'm learning to use the software as we speak. Wait. Oh. I had a KMS question for you. Oh, sure. Please. So I was listening today to my early KMS. and He only had a 10-minuter today. Oh, really? I don't know. I didn't listen to today's KMS. I listen. I was listening to the screaming you hear is our four year old. I'll be right there. He just wants my assistance in the bathroom, but he can wait two seconds. So I didn't know that Danny and Bill Ricca was like a thing. What do you mean? He's a KMS guy. Yeah. No, I know, but because on this one, Kirk called into WEI being with an Irish accent. Oh, was he? Oh, 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 to call into Mutt. Oh yeah, at but night is he calling from Danny and Bill Ricca? As Danny and Bill Ricca? I he was Danny and Bill Ricca with an Irish accent. Oh, it's Danny. Oh, I, oh, I don't know if those are. So, which is is it like a chicken and the egg thing? Like which came first? No, oh, but Danny and Bill Ricca is really Danny and Bill Ricca. I he really Kirk, is Danny and Bill Ricca. So, Kirk did Kirk it. steal the name from the real Danny and Bill Ricca? That's a good question. I don't. I don't think so. He called us Danny and Bill Ricca. Yeah, and then on the next show they were like, I listened to like three KMSs today. Uh-huh. Um, but productive day. For you. <laughs> I got a lot done actually. I just had my headphones on, was working away. I told you I had to go to the real office today. But then on the next show they were like, oh, there's a Danny and Bill Rick a parody account now on Twitter, and oh, I was Danny, like, Danny, are you not Danny and Bill Rick? <laughs> oh, is he not? Or but that's what I'm wondering. Is there a, is I thought he wow. was just Danny and Belrica. But maybe Kirk was inspired by a real Danny and Belrica to make the Danny and Belrica character. Very but interesting. Or, or maybe Danny and Belrica is named after him, but I don't know now. Very interesting. So it's a mystery that I need solved now. Okay. Well, there you go. The call is out there. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. If you want to join us live on Patreon or get a little bit of extra content each week, that's at patreon.com slash You can always find the show at burnbarrelpodcast.com or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. It's on YouTube. It's on Rumble. We're also on Twitter at burnbarrelpod, facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast, and you can email us at burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Say la vie. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.